The summer solstice was two days ago, but we know the summer doesn't start until July 5th. <laughs> Today we celebrate the feast of the most holy body and blood of Christ. It is three feasts in one, the feast of the Eucharistic sacrifice, the feast of the sacrament of the Eucharist, and the feast of the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. The first reading from the book of Genesis introduces us to a mysterious figure, Melchizedek. Jewish leaders and scholars have spent years trying to understand Melchizedek. For most of us, he is simply another person from the Jewish scriptures, and he is just someone with a strange name. Melchizedek is important because he appears with no genealogy, no ancestors, and he has no descendants. The identity of Old Testament people are always introduced by their genealogy, but this king has none. Some Jewish leaders thought of him as divine, appearing from nowhere and disappearing into nowhere. He is presented as both priest and king, and thus becomes, for we Christians, a figure that points to Jesus Christ. All priests were chosen from the tribe of Levi, but neither Jesus nor Melchizedek were from these tribes. The second reading from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians is one of the oldest written accounts of the celebration of the Eucharist in the early church. It was only later people became uneasy about believing that they were eating the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Early Christians were often mistaken for mis, no, mistakenly called cannibals. In John chapter 6, Jesus speaks so strongly about the Eucharist that some of his disciples will no longer follow him because, as they say, this reading is hard. The most, most holy body and blood of Christ is a feast that was established for three reasons. To give God thanks for Christ's presence in the Eucharist, to instruct us in the mystery of faith surrounding the Eucharist, and to teach us to appreciate the great gift of the Holy Eucharist, both as a sacrament and as a sacrifice. Why did Jesus give us this sacrament in the first place? Jesus promised to be with us until the end of time. As Jesus said, those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and I in them. In the Eucharist, he provides a sign and a means for him to be present to us. Jesus said that he would, he, we may have life and have it to the full. In the Eucharist, he provides for us so that we can fully live both in this world and the next. As Jesus said, very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them on the last day. In the Gospel passage, we hear about the multiplication of the loaves and fish. Here, Jesus satisfies the physical hunger of the people first. Then he teaches them about the spiritual food that they will need for eternal life. As food is digested and nourished, 
It nourishes our bodies. The body and blood of Christ nourishes our soul, strengthens us to face our daily challenges, and fills us with joy and peace. In the year 1263, a priest from Prague was on his way to Rome making a pilgrimage, asking for God's help to strengthen his faith since he was having doubts about his vocation. Along the way, he stopped in Bolsena, 70 miles from north of Rome. While celebrating mass there, as he raised the host, the bread turned into flesh and began to bleed. The drops of blood fell onto the white cloth on the altar called the corporal. That ne very next year, Pope Urban IV instituted the feast of the body and blood of Jesus. The Pope asked St. Thomas Aquinas to write hymns for the feast, and he wrote two, better known as the Tantum Ergo and O Salutari, which we sing during adoration and benediction. The blood-stained corporal may still be seen in the Basilica of Orieto in Italy. The miracles concerning the Eucharist are not the most important aspect of our spiritual beliefs, and we are not bound to believe them. Once the bread has become real flesh and the wine has become real blood, we don't need any help to believe it. But the peak of our faith is to believe that the consecrated bread and wine are truly the body and blood of Jesus. Pope Benedict XVI reminded us that the love of God given to us in the Holy Eucharist is not a gift for us alone, but rather by its very nature is to be shared with others in need, indeed with all. Even as we recognize how much we need God's love in our lives and how wonderful, wonderfully he gives us this gift of his love in the Holy Eucharist, so also we need to recognize that our world needs the love of God. What the world needs is God's love. It needs to encounter Christ, and it needs to believe in him. <laughs> 